everyone. What's going on, everybody? It's D Frank, and I got a, another guest up in the house. I'm doing another collab. I got uh, one half of one of my personal favorite podcasts out there. The I uh, got got my boy Roger from uh, a Friendship Divided podcast. Man, man, I didn't. Hey, man, we didn't we didn't have one heck of a day, man. Hey, Raj, man, tell them a little bit about yourself, man. What's going on, everybody? Um, Roger, Roger Melton. Um, I'm one half of a French Divided podcast. Um, if anybody interested in sports talk, uh, we kind of down right now. But when we pick back up, you know, if anybody interested in any type of sports talk, you can find us on uh, Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud for all your Android users. And we'll, when we do go back full, full term, we should be on YouTube also, so we should be getting to the visual side of a Friendship Divided podcast. Other than that, you know, I'm just a uh, typical guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I was uh, St. Antino, now I'm H336. You know, anybody that know H336 is Hell County, you know, so I tag number 36. And um, basically, I'm all about, you know, podcasting. Uh, Motorcycles, ATVs, uh, basketball officiating, and uh, of course guns. And speaking of guns, that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna that's what got me kind of wiped out, and that's gonna be our main topic today. Uh, well, here chuckling, man. We had a good time today. A great um, time. A great time. Very. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, we're over here chuckling and laughing. We're um, this is probably the most country. You already heard what he said. It's you can already tell that we're country, but. If you could literally see us right now, this is some of the most country shit that you would probably ever see. We are literally at my dad's house, behind his house, in front of the storage shit, up under the shade tree recording this podcast, man. If y'all shade, can believe shade, that. Shade tree talk. That's right. So, hey, if we uh, if we ever decide to branch off and do a spinoff, man, I think that's what we going to name it. Because, man, this breeze is lovely out here, man. Uh, oh, man. Oh, uh, man. It's, it's a... It's, um, it's it's a nice way to end the day, man, because we was out there in the sun, uh, setting up our our target stands and uh, just uh, running through our weapons, and and we actually recorded a little bit of video here and there. We're gonna it's gonna be uploaded on Instagram, more than likely, probably like an IGTV type thing. Oh, and some I don't know if y'all can hear that in the background. I think somebody <laughs> else then got into the spirit because they heard us out here shooting earlier. But yeah, we, we hear somebody oh, in the background man. dumping. But uh, black guns matter, baby. That's right. And we're gonna get we're gonna get more into that in a little bit. But oh, yeah. we're just we're just shooting the breeze right now, literally. So yeah, we you know we uh, set up targets. We ran through our weapons, and we actually uh, explained a little bit. And I think we're gonna we're gonna both break that down and. Um, make a nice little IGTV video out of it and uh it's going to give a few pointers it's going to give some visual to some of the things that we're talking going to talk about in a little bit on here so uh Roger man what got you into guns man uh primarily um to be honest my father put the first gun in my hand and the first gun he put in my hand was a Daisy BB gun of course I'm not quite sure your, your dad did the same thing for you also but my dad was a uh, former military he was in the military about 10-15 years uh, he was in the guard uh, for a while also and my my and what every man needs to be taught you know what I'm saying as far as gun ownership was from a father so my father put was the first one to put a gun in my hand and he the one taught me everything I know about a gun you know up until like right now you know mm-hmm 
That's what's up right there. And uh, and I'll piggyback off of that too because um, pretty much my dad did about the same thing. I remember my well, me and my younger brother both, since we're you know just a year behind each other, we got our first gun. It was uh, a pellet gun that was able to shoot BBs too. <laughs> uh, I can't. I think it's a Daisy as well. But um, you know that was our first gun. It taught us the basics of uh, gun ownership. You know, like the safety precautions and everything of having a gun, and then you know just plinking, shooting at uh, drink cans and you know things like that. And then we tried to bird hunt a little bit. And, and, then, and speaking on speaking on that, I was it was so crazy about when you say a bird hunt. Like the round about the first time my dad put a gun in my hand, uh, he actually bought me two pit bulls also and what's crazy about that bro was I was taking my my daisy uh, BB gun pedagon and I was shooting birds and my dogs was catching the birds that I was killing you know what I'm saying <laughs> just, just some, some country type stuff man like you know them was some of the greatest times in the world though man man that was I, like their first that was, I mean you you can speak for this too that was like our first our first target practice for real you know what exactly man? yeah exactly because mm-hmm. even you know like my mom wasn't she didn't use guns as much but you know she grew up in that country background too exactly. because uh my great granddad which is her granddad which is I, i'll share a funny gun story about that probably a little bit later especially since we're going to talk about you know with women needing to protect themselves too mm-hmm. so don't let me forget that but um you know coming from that background because i think even i even remember my mom saying this like if we can't if you can't you pretty much if you can't use a pellet gun perfect uh pr- proficiently enough to, to hit your target it ain't no point of you trying to graduate up to something like a 22 or a 410 or something facts, like that facts facts so and then my i was about to say if my dad went up in the house right now <laughs> i would even ask him you, you know tell him to actually say some of the stuff well you know not would, would uh, say some of the stuff but without really putting us on blast like that because <laughs> you, i can probably attest for your dad too that they would get mad if you sit there and use up their shells. Oh yeah, oh yeah, facts. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 some of the joys of growing up in the country, man. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Oh man, oh man, we just I'm, I can just sit back here and think about gun stories all day. But um, so okay, since you said that was your first gun, so what was your first time actually shooting a, a live firearm with uh, actual you know black powder, you know? Um. I was probably around 15 or 16 also uh, when I actually shot my first gun. My, and to be honest, my first high-powered caliber rifle, and it's not really high-powered to me, but back then it was high-powered to me. My dad owned an AR-15, and that was my first time shooting an AR-15 around, around about 15 or 16. And the first pistol I actually shot was a 40. It was a, uh, everybody had this gun. It was the first gun I bought when I turned 21. It was a uh, Smith & Wesson uh, SDV VE forty or something like that. It was the first gun I bought, and I primary I got that gun because my dad had that gun. I was just like, oh, I want that 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 same gun. And the story about that was, matter of fact, it was eleven or twelve years ago. I bought my first gun when I turned twenty one. That's the first thing I did was I bought my first gun when I turned twenty one. You know what I'm saying? Man, if we was doing a video podcast right now, you would be able to see the smirk on my face because the that that particular gun that he's talking about. uh the Smith & Wesson SD40 VE. That was my very first pistol as well. Oh, I yeah. bought it when I was 24 <laughs> out of Academy out there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, sure man. did. Uh, Me too. Me too, brother. I got back I got back from my deployment. It was, 
some probably falling out the tree out here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got back from my deployment. It was the same day as the Sandy Hook shooting. It was my first pistol, and that's when I got the first taste of ammo crises and stuff <laughs> like that. But and I still got that pistol too. Hey, as your boy Deontay Wilder say, to this day, <laughs> to this day, I still got it. <laughs> and I regret it. I don't have that pistol no more. I end up punting that pistol to get another pistol. You know what I'm saying? So I hate I got rid of that pistol. I hate I got rid of my first, my very first gun I bought on my own. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it is what it is, though. You know, it's a learning lesson, you know. Uh, that's that's true. That, yo, that yeah. was my first pistol. I'm trying to, since we're on the subject, I'm trying to think about, like, the first gun period I bought. I think it may, it might have been um, this Remington, I think it was a shotgun, a Remington uh, uh-huh. Sportsman 57, the one before, right before they Introduced the 1100 man. Okay uh, Okay so Okay sweet Gun sweet. old Hey gun older than me I bought it out of a Gun shop up uh-huh. in Denver Colorado man uh, I still got that shotgun At the house to this day It was relatively affordable uh-huh. uh, You know It was uh, Three rounds Well two plus one in the you always say two plus one In the chamber I still got that shotgun To this day Yeah if I were to come home Sometimes I might throw a Throw a couple slugs up in there and do some deer hunting or something with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. what was your first? What was your first gun you got behind a high power gun or you know well, pistol? First pistol that I ever shot was that SD forty that I was talking about. Okay. But uh, like the first gun period, moving up from um, you yeah, know your yeah, BB that, guns, yeah, that Daisy, <laughs> uh, was a was a four ten. It was a yeah Ooh. yeah your four ten. 14, 14 single shot, man. As a Ooh. matter of fact, if uh, if once again, if we we're doing a video podcast, I used it like right behind. If Roger, if you look over your shoulder over there, it was a possum in that ditch digging up the yard. <laughs> and you know, my daddy gave me clearance, and yeah, yeah, he was over there tearing up the yard. And we just we just did rodent, you know, just yeah. rodent control. Yeah, of course, of course. Varmint control and, yeah. you know, just, just uh-huh. ended it. And yeah. that was the first time I ever shot anything. And, you know, shot that was my first time even just shooting a, like a legit gun. And yeah, uh, of, course, of course, of course. So yeah. that's been so many years ago. I had to have been 12 or 13 when that happened. Yeah, yeah. So... And see, that's, that's, that's kind of just going into black gun ownership. Like, that's the problem with black gun ownership as far as, like, right now. You know what I'm saying? The problem is nobody didn't have what we had. Nobody didn't have a father to show us, you know what I'm saying, gun safety, how to correctly use a gun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The importance of a gun. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they didn't, nobody, you know, some of these kids that are growing up these days, or some, some people in our generation didn't have that father in their life to show them the right mm-hmm. way to correct way to use a gun. Uh, I can agree. And... That's gonna get me started on to this point right here, and I'm gonna, I was gonna ask Roger too. Like, that's one of those stigmas, those stigmas that I really hate about when it comes to guns in general, especially you know, I'm gonna go you know just just broaden the horizon, not just say like within our community, I'll just say as a whole, because when people you know improperly use guns or use them for very bad reasons, man, that 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 kind of stuff is you know what's make me mad because. You know, back in the day, like you were saying, when we was growing up, even though we got, man, we got picked on way, I feel like probably way more than some of these facts, kids facts, are facts. now, in my opinion. And I, I don't know if some of the stuff that they're saying to them now is harsher than some of the stuff that we came up with. But, man, we got it. We got it bad back then. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, you know, we didn't, we couldn't go pick up a gun because 
even though we, you know, like our, you know, our parents laid, you know, especially our dads, they laid down the law. Like you, you do. That's something you don't go touch. Regardless, I don't care what's going on. You do not. You don't play with that. And if you did, you probably was gonna get your head knocked off with, by them. Now, now, what my father did give us permission if the outside enemy was inside our house. That's the only time we had the right, right, to use a weapon. Yeah, pretty. That's much. it. Yeah, that's it. But other than that, though, yeah, don't mess with my gun, son. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he tell my sister, baby, don't mess with my gun. Yeah, the- you know what I'm saying? If somebody in the house that don't supposed to be in the house, yeah, you got my permission. But other than that. Don't mess with my gun. Yeah, pretty much. You know what it, I'm yeah, yeah, pretty much it. But like, yeah. just you know, just you know, even just, just thinking about it. You exactly. Know what I'm if you get Joan on hard, I mean, it's no, it would never thought in my head. Oh, I'm gonna get my dad gun. I'm going to shoot this. Something. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, you know but but yeah, because they 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 instilled that us into us quick. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. know when I was saying you know when I was saying it earlier, that's pretty much the only exception to that rule is you know if your life is in like is in imminent danger. You know, then you had a permission, and then at that time, we're old enough to understand, really understand the dangers of it anyway. Because I don't know about you, but like when I was when I was in second grade, I had a classmate killed because uh, I don't know if you remember remember was old enough to remember, but uh, was in second uh, uh, guy to solve Orlando McCaffrey had got killed by his brother Isidore when he was playing with him. uh So Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we don't. Since I don't know what the situation was that caused them or how they got the gun in yeah. that situation, but you know, it just reiterated the fact that they uh, our folks didn't, you know, when we was coming up, we didn't play like that. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, oh yeah. So, so that's it's a uh, plenty of stigmatisms about um, about uh, negative, you know, stereotypes when it comes to guns. Uh, period. That I hate. And, you know that that's it's, one it's, of them. especially. Black people own the guns more than anything. You yeah, know what I'm saying it's a big stigma. You know what I'm saying when it comes to that, bro. Exactly. And man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get the conversation started with that, and you know, and it's gonna lead into why it's important for us as a people to have guns. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, especially with everything that's going on now, and you're starting to see in some of these videos that they're not showing on the news how they're trying to paint a paint a broad picture that these. Um, militias, uh, civilian militia groups with uh, basically all these uh, white guys uh, that 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 that's so pro Second Amendment and all this, and trying to say that if if Trump give us the permission, we're gonna start firing on you know firing on these protesters and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. To me, that's the kind of thing that gives us a ne- uh, give you know give gun ownership a negative st- uh, you know a negative stereotype. It's you know those kind of idiots that make pro uh you know pro second amendment people like myself look, bad. look mm-hmm. bad and just look like backwoods inbred hillbillies facts facts on which one you write and um hold on I, I was about to say we didn't write out a script for this episode so we're going off the fly and i got something i want to you know another example that i want to show roger while i'm you know while we're on this subject um you know on that same exact subject and it's another one of those things that just just make gun make gun owners just look bad. Look at this right here. I want you to read. Uh, just look at that and just tell me what you think. It says attention potential protests coming there, Lake County, Florida. This is AR-15. This would be a very common sight upon a legal interest in any any Lake County business. For your information, 
this is a state representative in Florida tweeting oh, that, man. and you know he's showing off. Uh, he must be George and my cousin. Ain't no telling. <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna lie. Um, when the FBI opened up this thing about reporting, uh, you know, reporting these people that proceed to be a threat because of all the protesting and stuff. Yeah, I submitted that because that's a threat. Yeah, it is. It is. And then no less from a state representative. Yeah. Facts. So to me, that's like one of the worst looks for people that's uh, pro Second Amendment. There is to me. Yeah, it is. It is, bro. When, is. when we are when states can elect officials to get on, you know, to freely just 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 free will, just get on Twitter and tweet something mm-hmm. something like that. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, 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 I got that grievance out there. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Roger got some so, stuff. So so with that, we speaking on that right there. Okay, what that representative said, a white American man. So I'm I want to pick your brain. Okay, and I want to get your opinion on this right here. Mm-hmm. So with a Aubrey when he got gunned down by the by the two white guys with a, another white man recording him. Okay, to protect the protesters that were leading on the protest about that situation, they were led on by the by the quote unquote Black Panthers, armed. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that then? Oh, leading about that. Oh, uh, like with me, my opinion, like my opinion on the Black Panthers. No, also, no, no, just don't talk about this. That situation is just just using that example. Like, what if that? Like, what if that was me? Me or you? Oh. Tweeting tweet that Saying that okay We're gonna protect our protesters You know yeah. what I'm saying Just like you saw that tweet right there Yeah I'm, I, And me, me and you I'm just, well, I, I know me for sure mm-hmm. They're gonna make me They're gonna take me I'm just saying You know what Yeah I'm gonna meet five with fire You know exactly. what I'm saying I'm going out there I'm gonna protect my protesters Like you going out there Protect your You know whatever you're talking about You wanna protect Exactly now, That's the difference between Protecting people looting your business and stuff like that mm-hmm. I understand that that's yeah. a different story but if you just aiming at protesters because yeah. you just don't want protests in your town that's a different scenario yeah that's, that's so I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna meet fire with fire exactly you know what I'm saying and so to, I was just saying well, you know how you feel about that okay you know? yeah you broke down a little bit better than, yeah, uh-huh. man, it's been a long day <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like this I'm not gonna go on the offense and start heckling and just yeah of course yeah, start uh-huh. inciting with people yeah. but now if you know, if if I'm with a group of people mm-hmm. and we're out there protesting and we're minding our business, mm-hmm. and if they want to come out there and they start with us, mm-hmm. I have no problem defending myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no problem. No with problem it. at all. Yeah, because I'm I'm one of them. Uh, like I said in a episode before, I'm not nonviolent. I'm pretty much like anti-violent. I'm I'm one of them people. I don't want to. Res- I don't want to get violent. But if you threaten, if it's if I feel my life is imminent in imminent danger or or anything else like. If I'm assigned, you know, if I'm here to protect them or myself, or anything like that. If it, if it, like T T I say, man, if it's a me or you situation, it ain't gonna be me. And see, that's that's what I that's what I struggle with as a as a black man. Mm-hmm. That right there is being met with violence. Yeah. Now, when I talk about being met with violence, I'm speaking on being met met with violence on a home defense situation if you understand right. what I'm saying mm-hmm. now everything I showed you today what I what I typically use for home defense right now on a daily basis some especially my shotgun I keep in my bed you know I keep you know three bean bag shells in there mm-hmm. because first of all I'm a black man the justice system is already against me that's right already so they ain't gonna look at they ain't gonna look at like okay well Mr. Melton was trying to defend himself they're looking at okay 
Mr. Melton killed that man, you know what I'm saying, because he was in his house. That's what they're going to look at it as. Yeah. That's just my opinion, you know. So I keep three beanbag shells because I, I didn't gave that person three opportunities to get the hell out of my house, you know what I'm saying, you know. And I, 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 and then another thing, I can't have it on my conscience that I killed somebody. And just and just live life knowing that I kept somebody. Right. That's why I have so much respect for people that been like you, that been in the military, that had to go through that battle. You know what I'm saying? And probably will have been put in a situation where like, oh, I gotta eliminate somebody, I gotta kill somebody. That's why I have so much respect for them because that's something that I can't deal with as far as my conscience, man. Right. Because honestly, I can, I can so fortunately say that I haven't been put in a situation like that. But yes, sir. You know, I've been through some training to where I didn't you know where I wouldn't have to do it but I've you know worked with guys that deployed to like Afghan in a combat mm-hmm. zone to where he either might have used his weapon or he was very close because I think um, he has PTSD mm-hmm. to something related to mm-hmm. that so I mean I went through the military and all, all that but in my mind I feel like I wouldn't I believe you don't know what you would be. You, you don't know what you would go through. You know, you know, you don't know how you would handle something until it happens. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm about to knock on this wooden table right now. I'm knocking on wood that I never get put in a situation Me to too. find out Me how too. that, what that happens. But I want to, you know, as, as the old saying go, I would rather, you know, be prepared and have it and not need it mm-hmm. and to need it and, you know, and, you know, and don't have it. So, and see back on that Just to pick it back Off that right there My my dad taught me this uh, And I want if, if 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 you got all black Listen I want everybody To hear this man When you building When you building Your empire And, and when I say empire it's, it's your house That you stay in man It's four levels To this thing man You know The first thing is You want to have a Have a Have a fence up You know what I'm saying You put a fence up Criminals gonna think twice About that Off the real you know what I'm saying? Like, man, okay, how, how am I getting this fence? You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing. I want to have a fence up. Second thing, I want to have dogs. Okay, a criminal got to go through a, <laughs> shits and giggles, you know what I'm saying, to get, get past a dog. So you got a fence and a dog. You know what I'm saying? Third thing is you want to have security cameras. You know what I'm saying? Security cameras so you can see what's going on out there. Because primarily your dog going to warn you. You know, your dog will be out there barking going crazy. Cause he sees something out there that I'm supposed to be out there, you know what I'm saying? So if they get past those three levels right there, and you still have to use a gun, that son gun might have been crazy, you yep. know what I'm saying? But them one of the most, in my opinion, you know, them one of the most four important, you know, essentials when it comes to home ownership and, and, and protecting your empire. Well, you don't have to use a gun at all, you know what I'm saying? I agree. You know, because you know, statistically, well, I ain't gonna say necessarily statistically. I would say probably logically, most of them. Want to unless they're just really scoping you out uh-huh. to really just want to you know like an inside job or just learn your pattern. Uh-huh. They're gonna want the easiest kind of. They want the easiest come up. They, yep. they want to hit the easiest lick that they uh-huh. can possibly. There do. you go. So, now you talking now. Now you talking. Yep. So uh-huh. yeah, that's I can I can I fully agree with that. And mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I, can, I I agree with everything. And that's just it's it's one of those. To me, also with another stigma with a gun, and I think we can segue into another topic when it comes to this, like, especially with first-time owners, you know, when they think of a gun, like, oh, no, I don't want to have a gun because I don't want to kill nobody, yada, yada, yada. Which Facts. Is, I can understand that. I can, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But if 
I think it all has to even start with your mental training, you know, like before mm-hmm. you even Facts. start getting, you, you're going to have to have a response, you know, like that mindset and the responsibility to know enough that it, you know, it's some, I was about to say, it's, it's a lot of responsibility with a lot of quote unquote power comes with a lot of responsibility. So you're going to have to get in your mind, like start looking at things a little bit different because you have them because it's been, you know, I was reading some of these books about concealed carry and stuff like depend, you know, some people like to try to judge you off of, of a caliber pistol you carry and stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because I think I've listened to some things where they're talking about people that, you know, like if, you know, carrying a 10 millimeter or something like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they had to use it in a self-defense situation. Uh-huh. It was like, what you need a 10 millimeter to bring down somebody for. Yeah, uh-huh. And for those who don't know what a 10 millimeter, you, you know, it's, um, if you if you uh, know a little bit about <laughs> guns, a ten millimeter is basically a the cartridge is is a, is is, a, is longer than a forty caliber. Yeah, and sure if you is. just a matter of fact, just um, some of this stuff is going to be geared towards you first time gun owner. So as since I just mentioned a ten millimeter, Google a picture of a ten millimeter round, and you know compare it to like a nine, a three eighty, and a twenty two. Yeah. Look at those side by side, and then you will get the understanding of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 a lot that comes with gun ownership, man. And um, a lot ain't to worry, bro. That that's that just <laughs> the beginning. Then with us yeah. being black, makes it harder, exponentially harder. I can't even come up with a number to say how much harder. And and the then the jump on that subject right there is it's so hard. On a black man, on us as black people, bro. I I don't even I don't even open carry or concealed carry no more. Oh, you don't? I don't do nothing. I don't do nothing anymore. I don't do nothing. Now I don't. Oh, I I I had a problem. I ran into with open carrying, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was getting bad vibes or whatever. So I stopped open carrying. And when I stopped open carrying, I was I was going to concealed carry or whatever. And concealed carry for me was just uncomfortable or whatever. Gotcha. And I was on a concealed carry when I was going to the movies, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But now the way my life is set up now, where I don't even go anywhere where I need to carry. I'm Thanks. going from work, home, get someone to get something to eat or, or get something for my family to eat, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna be honest. I don't even carry. I don't even concealed carry for it no more. I keep something in all my cars. You know what I'm saying? On my motorcycle, anything like that, I, I do then. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like some on me, like 24-7, yeah. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Because of the, the negative vibe that I get. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like it's the same. I get the same vibe when we walk past somebody. You know what I'm saying? We walk some, walk, walk, we in the parking lot walking around and you hear them door locks click. Mm-hmm. I get the same vibe when I walk around with a gun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and another thing too is another reason why I stopped concealed carrying is because it's not my job to be the police. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, it's my job to protect me and my family. And that's it. It's not my job to protect nobody else. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to help who I can help, but that's not my job. Right. You know what I'm saying. And, and you can pick it back off there. That's just like with the with the Amar Arbery situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. It's not our job to be police officers. I don't care if you have a law that you can you can be you can you can you can do a citizen arrest. It's not our job. It's 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 not our job to, to do the police job. It's just like you telling me, hey, Derek. I want you to come out here and referee this game for me. You ain't never did a day in your life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's your forte. And because if I go out and referee the game, man, anything gonna go just about. 
because I don't know much of anything about basketball. <laughs> and that's like you telling me to go go hot shot, and yeah. I ain't never drove nothing with the The biggest trailer I had is a, is a 16 foot trailer. You got almost a, what 40? 40. You know what I'm saying? Right. Something, something gonna go wrong. You know exactly. I'll be like, hey man, uh, just don't get into a position where you need to back up. If you see a way station, just just, just keep going. Oh, just, man. Just, even though you're supposed to go in, there, just just keep going. Just keep going. You're gonna be fine, man. Trust me. That's you what I said. It's not. It's not our job to take matters to our own hands, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if you're not inside my house, if you're not in my house, I have no problem with you. I'm gonna do my due diligence, due diligence, and call call the officer of the law and let them handle it. Mm-hmm. I can't take the law into my own hand. I don't care what kind, what kind of background you had. Right. Because. Uh, yeah, that's just like those situations, like he just mentioned about, like Ahmaud Arbery and your Trayvon Martin situation. Those situations disgust me because, even like with uh, with the dispatcher with the, in the Trayvon situation, they specifically told George to stand down, and he took it upon himself. So it's they just, said the same thing with Ahmaud. They said the same thing. Hey, what is he doing? Exactly. What's so, the problem? Yeah. So stuff like that just absolutely disgusts me. And facts. Facts. So. My thing is, it's just like with anything in life. I feel like, my, you know, my stands on concealed carry. I drive trucks, so and I be all over the country. So it could be a detriment to me, for, you know. For oh, you have something. To. With, I you need, you know, I I need <laughs> to, but like certain states, if I were to get caught with it, it'd be a different thing. But you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. Like it's pros and cons with that. But for like the average person, you're not gonna be just going to random states like how I do. So don't take my you know just take my situation with a grain of salt because we're not talking about like special cases for the most part we're just we're going to be getting you know basically talking about beginners and things like that so yeah but situations with uh you know uh with these uh vigilantes man it just disgusts me like on pretty much like roger said the only time i'm gonna get a gun or even think about using one and if you are you know posing an immediate threat to my to, to my area you know to my personal space with you know more than likely would be like a home or if i'm in my car minding my business and you try to run up or something like that you know that's about it that's 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 about it so um speaking of concealed carry man um for like the average person that's uh you know a, a lot of people nowadays especially with everything that's going on they're you know getting more hands-on with taking concealed carry classes and you know, starting to shop for their first firearm, man. Uh, what you, you get? You got anything special you want to say about that? Um, I I have I have recommended so many people when it comes to guns, bro. And I always recommend people, uh, especially uh, new gun owners, uh, something that's safe and that's affordable. Mm-hmm. I always recommend everybody to the uh, M&P uh, Shield. You know what I'm saying? That's the first first time gun owner. Also. Don't 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 take this the wrong way. They have they have a bad rep, and they try to fix their they try to fix their bull crap that they put out. But Taurus, I always recommend people to Taurus because it's cheap, it's affordable, it's not so dependable. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's the, just to get get you a taste of what it is to own a gun. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I push I push that on some people. My the my the first gun I I asked, I, I recommend for my my people my family. I actually bought my wife a Taurus. You know what I'm saying? She got a Taurus G, G uh, what is it? G2C. She actually had one. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a gun with a safety. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to handle. You know, it's no problem. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's usually what I recommend. And you know, if somebody want to spend the money all day, 
I recommend them get a Glock, a Glock 19 or a Glock 27. You know what I'm saying? As far as the first, the first gun, you know what I'm saying, that gotcha. you want to get into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially the Glock 27 because it's small, concealable. You know what I'm saying? Especially a woman, woman can put that in a clutch or anything like that, a small purse or anything like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's real small. You know what I'm saying? I, I got you. I got you. And, you know, that's a, that's a fair enough list. And then with me, too, when it's talking about, you know, going to get your first gun, um, I would personally say before you even think about buying a gun, talk to somebody that you know that you know that you can tr- that you know that has experience with guns. Facts. And go to the range because Facts. I would I it would be you would be mad at yourself if you mess up and don't know anything about a gun and you go pick up something because it looks pretty or you know or you know just or just how it looks and you know you don't know anything about the brands, you go and buy something and it jams every three rounds. Facts. Or you go up in there, get something, you know, you mess around and get something like how we was talking about that uh S D forty. And I'm you, you and I'm not I'm not even generalizing women, you know, with their first gun. I'm mm-hmm. even talking about some of the fellas who want to learn how to do it the right way. You get mm-hmm. something like that forty and don't have the you know, don't know the correct techniques to doing it and you get the gun shoot yourself hit yourself in the face with it and you get turned off by guns and say i, 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 I yeah. had one you know bad I had experience this, yeah yep, bad experience mm-hmm. i never want to touch a gun again yeah so yeah. that that's just me and then i'm gonna I'm ask roger this question too like um some people how do you feel about you know like especially with women that don't know like how to handle a semi-automatic pistol what how do you feel about recommending them to get a revolver man the thing about a revolver is, um, back I don't know if they still do or not, but uh, Smith and Wesson was making a three eighty revolver one time, but I, don't, I think they discontinued that model. But the thing about a, a revolver is, especially with a woman, I tend not to not to push a revolver on a woman because of the because of the recoil. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's the only reason why you know what I'm saying I don't push. But a revolver is perfect for a first time gun owner. You know what I'm saying? It's a perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of women struggle with the semi-auto, you know what I'm saying, especially with just pulling the slide back. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that. Some people, some women struggle with loading bullets into the magazines, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So you have those issues. But a, a revolver is 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 a perfect gun for a first time gun owner, just on the strength of that. You know, it, it's 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 simple. It's simple. It's easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You know, I have no problem with it. Yeah, because um, I I think you know some of the pros. Uh, you know, this would probably be a good time to take like some notes on some of the things. Like, good things about revolvers is, uh, you for the most part, most of them, I, I can't recall if they don't have any, you know, with uh, hammerless, but you know, you have it's pretty much a two. Some of most of them, well, some of them are dual action where you can either cock the hammer back mm-hmm. before you fire, yep. or you have to put extra pressure on the trigger, you know, so you really have to intentionally fire it for it to go off. Oh, yeah. And then one of the biggest thing, two of the biggest things I can think of is uh like you said with the slide with the semi-automatics if uh, some people don't have the dexterity and the hand strength you know built up to uh to rack a slide back completely mm-hmm. so with a revolver you just however many shots it is you put your bullets in sl- you know put the cylinder back in so long as your ammo isn't bad you it's gonna, to go. it's gonna shoot every time yeah, because semi-automatics man if you got you know it could double feet it's so many problems that comes with um it can, you know semi-automatics because sometimes some guns especially on the cheaper end some don't 
aren't able to run certain brand ammos. Yeah. You know, Facts. so especially steel. Yeah, especially like your steel case when you mm-hmm. go to the range and plank around that and that'd be some of the cheapest and dirtiest ammo it is. So all right. So yeah, it's those are some things and then also like we were saying some people aren't you know like some of these semi-automatic uh pistols some of them are too big for certain people's hands to where they can get a comfortable grip on mm-hmm. and my thing like i'll talk about that in a minute like if i'm gonna take a first time shoot out what you know what are some of the things i'm gonna teach them to do mm-hmm. but yeah those are some of the cons with that i mean yeah the cons with the semi-automatic so um would you you want to get into talking about some of the pros of having a semi-automatic uh, as far as the pros of semi-automatic, it's is nothing you can go wrong with a with a with a semi-automatic. You know what I'm saying? You got a magazine, some magazines hold ten or more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean it's a perfect scenario for the situation. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna take down the target, whatever you're trying to get, whatever you're trying to get to. You're gonna take down. I'm sorry, you're gonna take down the threat. Let's use that word. Let's, let's yeah. use threat instead of target. It's gonna take down the threat. You know what I'm saying? That's the purpose you're using the gun. The purpose you're using the gun to take down a threat. So, um, that's the purpose scenario, man. I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's no, the only negative, in my opinion, from even if a new gun on it, the only negative behind it is the simple fact is you it may jam. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you do your due, due diligence and taking care of that gun, it may not never jam. Mm-hmm. But that's the only, I mean, other than that. It's, that's a perfect gun You know what I'm saying In my opinion You know what I'm saying I mean I don't know about you But I like semi-autos Pistols Better than revolvers You know what I'm saying I was about to say I've had very little Dealing with revolvers I've yeah. shot a 357 Magnum uh-huh. uh, At a target range Before uh-huh. But yeah. uh, All my experience With uh, Are with semi-automatics And You know Thankfully I've had some experiences with guns, so when I experienced like my first, you know, either failure to feed or mm-hmm. double feed, yeah. or you know, pretty much a jam, uh-huh. I, I or even if a round is in the chamber, and you know, if you pull the trigger and it don't go off, you know, I know how to you know cycle it and uh, get it back moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so, sir. Let me get the mic with me. All right, so um, that's a that, that's one of the few things like when it comes to um. You know, tips from like buying a you know first time gun. So, speaking of that, um, how many uh, have have you ever taken any first time shooters out to shoot before? Plenty of times, plenty of times, plenty of times. I didn't, ooh, I didn't do that so many times, bro. Oh man, you yeah. wanna you wanna share some of your experiences with that? Uh, I have, I have never, I haven't had my bad experience with taking the first time gun out yet, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that. Never that it would never happen You know what I'm saying But uh, With me Personally um, I really I, Visually I would love To show somebody How I would do it But usually I, uh, The first Most important thing I preach Especially with First time gun owners Is safety That's the most important thing Like I want to leave here To go back to my family And I want you to leave here And go back with your, to your family That's the first thing I preach before we get to anything It's just I want to talk I want to talk about safety And that's basically about it You know what I'm saying That's the best thing I push You know what I'm saying I really don't care about You you hitting the you hitting the target I just really want you to be safe That's it You know that's the biggest thing with me You know what I'm saying So Other than that You know what I'm saying That's, 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 pretty, that's pretty much it for me bro You know can, what I'm saying I can agree Cause like Pretty much You know just to go in a little bit of detail about that The people that I take out first time Yeah 
like before we you know we'll put the targets and stuff up and usually some of the ranges have like your plastic you uh-huh. know those plastic dummy <laughs> guns to where yeah i want to stress you know it's you know like the safe you know some of the big safety features and safety rules that i even beat into their head before i even let them you know put live ammo into a gun and shoot for the first time i want them to get comfortable with having that gun in their hand i make sure you know going back to safety i make sure that they have it to where you know before they pull the trigger that they have that trigger finger off the pill off the off the trigger before shooting until it's time to shoot and i just you know i just get you know i just I just do that until, you know, it almost becomes a habit for them to where they're, you know, pretty comfortable with that. And then we go from there and then I get over there, you know, I, I get over there and work with their technique a little bit. I, you know, I would tell them the, how to line up the sights and everything. Uh-huh. But my biggest thing is, it's, you know, the the quicker I can get them comfortable holding and understanding, like, you know, to keep it pointed, you know, pointed down range and away from, you know, like anything that you don't want to hit i stress them like treat it treat any gun like it's loaded oh yeah oh yeah and you know keeping their hand off that trigger until you're ready to fire until you're ready to fire and then uh-huh. you know just get them you know just start building up that uh-huh. muscle memory to that like stands. Uh-huh. yeah you know working yeah. on your technique uh-huh. and and then you know that you know once i you know once i see to where i feel like that they're comfortable enough to give it you know give it a go to first try uh-huh. then i'll let loose yeah because uh one of my friends um I remember one time I took her out shooting, and you know I I, I seen how she was doing. She was doing pretty good, yeah. and then you know like later on after everything was over with, she was like, "Man, Frank, I thought you was gonna baby me through it." I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, this one, of them, <laughs> this one of them things. I do I, I do not baby and play around with I that. I know, right? I know. Because Facts. I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit there and let you do something dangerous, uh-huh. but I'm not gonna be you know like oh no 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 like like <laughs> no I'm not I'm a I'll oh, be able to guide man. you through it, but I'm not holding your hand and you know all the way through it. Yeah, you so. gotta take that ball out of the mouth, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's that's one of them things I ain't gonna play around with. But yeah. but I've seen like you know by doing things like that, once they get that those fundamentals down and they fire a couple rounds and get into their groove, they yeah. you know they take to it like a duck to water, and they say oh, yeah. you know they have fun. Facts. And, and I think I even you know let somebody. Uh, Squeeze a couple rounds out of my. I think I might mention that a little bit later, but um, <laughs> I should have asked it. I should have said this at the very beginning. Yeah. So, why do you feel like now more than ever that it's time for uh, us as a whole to, you know, bear arms and uh, time to you know first time uh, shooters to start getting comfortable with uh, owning you know firearms. You sure you want me to answer that question? Go ahead, man. <laughs> we'll be like, all night long, bro. Well, <laughs> do your best to condense it, man. Oh, man. You saying now, my brother, man, the importance of black gun ownership shouldn't have to been, it should have not have to been stressed now. Outta B. Wells stated this back in the early 1900s that it's important in a black household for a Winchester rifle. That was back in the 1900s. Black people should have been armed when we had the right, since we've been able to have the right to own a gun. Even if we didn't have the right to own a gun, I mean, it would have stopped so many lynches, so many, 
you know, whatever you want to call it, it was it would have stopped a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine the civil rights movement. You know what I'm saying? If everybody would have been armed, you know what I'm saying? Look, look at the Dickens for defense. Look at, look at. They didn't have to go through nothing compared to what the nonviolent, the Martin Luther King followers went through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at what Michael Max. Look, look what Michael Max went through. Michael Max didn't go through nothing. They was literally scared of Michael Max because they knew how much power he had, and they knew the he knew the importance of black gun ownership. Mm-hmm. They were scared to mess with, 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 with Michael Max. They were scared to mess with the, the nation of Islam. They were scared to mess up, mess with you know what I'm saying? All those guys because they knew that they were armed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you this now, man. I'm, I'm telling you this right now, bro. And I'm telling you this because this is what I'm seeing now that you have this this big number, this big jump mm-hmm. of of not only Americans but Black Americans going out and buying guns. It's about to be. It's, 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 they about to put a stop to it, where we're not gonna be able to own guns like we are now, because you're seeing this high this high number of rate. Or people going out and owning guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can see them putting, a, putting, making, you know, just running loops and all kinds of circles around stuff like that, trying to make it hard for us to to get guns. And my thing is, I I feel I pretty much feel the same way because man, and it's, I was about to say people love to say like, ah, it, you know, one of those days that never happened when it hits when when all shit hits the fan. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, yeah we living in that day we damn near that day now so for all the people who were sitting around thinking that it would never happen I'm pretty sure a lot of people living in fear and it's just like this big Texan I used to work with back in the day and you know how Texans feel about their gun oh yeah this man pretty much said I think everybody should have a gun because if everybody walked around here with a gun I guarantee you people will start acting a lot better because they know you got something on you but you know it's a town in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's a law that's put in place to saying every house has to have a gun in their household. Oh wow! And they don't have no crime whatsoever. And that's the same point that that uh, Texas. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, man. Remember, I go back. That's, that's picking it back off what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. If every black person had a gun in their household, you would never have to worry about the club, the Ku Club Klan, uh, none of that, bro. No, you know what I'm saying? You had to worry about none of that because they knew if they go in that house, if you if they they fire to that house, they're gonna get five returned back to them. That's a difference. Yeah. Let's go back to what we said earlier. You know, it's no disrespect to no white people, but white people feel us now just call the strength though that we own guns now. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm making a plug to a IG um, TV video I made, kind of talking about. And I can't wait. I can't wait, man. <laughs> It, it it goes back to that because not you know I'm not just saying white people in general it goes to pretty much if you understand the context of what I'm saying yeah. the you know those people like your Klansmen those racists those bigots those white supremacists whenever it's on a, you know cops whatever they hide behind to try to you know the you know to enforce this racism racist uh, society you know their system and and uh, trying to instill instill fear in us man. They know damn well if it's on a level playing field with all that insecurity in the back of their mind for all the sins they they you know for how they treated every single race that they wrong throughout their history. 
that they are scared that everything is going to come back on them a hundred times, a hundredfold, man. That's facts. So that's all facts. It's, that's all it's, facts. It's just like I was saying. I bet with these peaceful protesters protesting, if the ma- if the masses could have that same kind of riot gear that those police come out there with. I bet I I know I can guarantee you they wouldn't be so they 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 wouldn't be so overzealous to go out there and try to attack attack a seventy five year old man and push him down because they know somebody else in that crowd they see him doing that and they got the same kind of equipment they got they gon they gonna have it out as Pimp C used to say you gonna see me oh yeah so oh, yeah now, let that, me let me ask you let me I want I want to pick your brain a little bit all right what's up so you you in that situation mm-hmm. just say. You just an innocent bystander, and you see what happened to George Floyd. What would you do, man? Before it, it's one of those situations where I would. It's hard to say what I would do, man. Because part of me, I would understand if somebody was scared and they was only able to record the video. Because I think I heard that it was a seventeen-year-old girl, and it was. Saying that now we're omitting omit her. Okay, she oh, good. Just, she okay. good. Okay, but okay. we just ends and bystander. We seeing this man, because because like like I said, some stuff no, some stuff the police officer do don't mm. get recorded. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's very hard to say because well before then I would say it's it's very hard to say because man, like you, you don't know what you'll do in a fight or flight situation, especially when you get outnumbered like that. So. Can I? Ne- I can't necessarily get mad at the people that recorded, but at the same time, I think now since everybody, you know, like since it's up in an uproar, like uh-huh. I feel like now if I see something like that, I'm gonna try to what whatever it may be, I'm gonna try to do something to help the situation. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my yeah. best because yeah. now now more than ever to you know to get the change that we need. I mean, I hate to. Well, there ain't no hate to say it. It, it, it. Truth be told, man, some of us is gonna lose a lot just for the next generation to be in a better position than where we at. And if it happens to, I'll just say for me that way. God forbid. I hope it don't. Then so be it. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah, I was about to say, you're not fit to live if you don't have something that you're willing to die for at this point. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. You're right. Now I think now more than ever we need to show that we're not scared of the consequences of these of these people because now we're starting to see the cracks in their armor. Now we're really starting to see that we got them on the ropes and we got them scared. And now is the time, you know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of getting off subject, but at the same time we need to stay. You know, it's kind of on subject. Now we since we are starting to get them on the ropes and they're starting to see us, we need to come together. And you know we need to make sure our voices are heard, so this shit will never ever happen again. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm speaking, I'm speaking on that. If it weren't for the pandemic, bro, I don't think we, I don't think our voices would be heard. No, because this is now in the country is now it's just still mm-hmm. nobody's able to do anything like they're supposed. To, like you know nobody's living a long a normal life. Right. So now we got so much time on hand, and we see this shit. We like, oh shit, this is what they talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I I I applaud. I mean, don't get me wrong. The pandemic affected all of us. But at the same time, I applaud the pandemic because it gave everybody the uh, opportunity to, to see how black people feel. Yeah, and it, it just slowed down everything uh-huh. to see, you know, to where everybody say like, whoa, this is, no, this ain't right. Yeah. Whether, uh-huh. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm leave, you, you, you just have to watch the IGTV video if you haven't seen that about yeah. uh-huh. what I was saying about some of this stuff. But yeah. um, 
Um, let's see. I'll give a personal, you know, like a personal story of why, you know, people, you know, especially black people should have guns. I'm going to take it way back into the 70s from when my when my parents were in in their late no mid 20s. Uh Um, so this was a little bit after my mom married my dad. Yeah. And a little bit down the road from where we was at, it was this old, old white man. And from the story, the story goes that he used to like to, as they say, whistle and try to hit on the, you know, the yeah, young cat bo- yeah, 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 cat yeah, call yeah. and, you know, cat call these uh, sexual harass these black, uh, you know, the young black women. Yeah. So my mom caught caught wind of that and she went to to her granddad's house. And she told my great granddad, you know, about the situation. Well, you know, my uncle took her down there, I should say, because my dad was at work that day. So she came back home with it. And um, I think she brought it back. And out of all the things that she was carrying that gun in, she was carrying it in a brown paper bag. She was carrying a revolver (laughs) in a brown paper bag when she would go on her walk. Wow. Man, the first time I heard that story, I died laughing because at that point my mom was probably in her early fifties, you know, just 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 as sweet and you know, just 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 as quiet as she could be. So I would never think she would hurt a church mouse. So uh-huh. when I heard that story, I died laughing. But now that I'm older and I know how they got down, they you know, those types would be the ones that'll be be the first one to drag a black woman in person, but <laughs> But behind the scenes, they, you know, they, you know, they fetishized them. So, so yeah, man, if that man would have tried something with my mom, I, I want to, you know, if she would have <laughs> shot him dead or whatever would have been the yeah. situation that came with that, would've I would have been, been I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you might find that funny, but I, I, I mean, I highly suggest that, you know, especially our black women that we get comfortable with some kind of even if, I know some of y'all don't really want to use guns but you need something to protect yourself whether it's a stun gun or some something but I would I would prefer you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm pro pro second amendment so I would prefer a gun and you know speaking on black women the thing with black women is they're so easily targeted because they have so much other stuff going on where they don't think about the situation they're in you know they got they thinking about their, their kids. They thinking about what they got to cook for dinner or what they got to do when they get home for a clean. Just take care of their, their their responsibilities, and so they get in that mode. Well, okay, they're easily women in general just easily targeted. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so that's why that's why I tell my wife all the time, like man, asset your environment that you're around. Look, be two three steps ahead of yourself. Think about what you're gonna do when you get out of the car. You know what I'm saying? You gonna you gotta think about it, baby. You gotta protect not only you, but you gotta take protect our child also. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's it's the small things that a woman can correct mm-hmm. in order to keep herself safe from anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. for any for any type of violence, anything like that. Yeah, I can you agree. Know? Cause um, I know a, I know a girl personally, man. Um, like when we first started, you know, like when we first met and started talking. Uh-huh. Like she showed me that she was in the guns, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I ain't really gotta. So I know where you stand. So I know you oh, ain't yeah. gonna look at me crazy because I like guns. <laughs> and then you know, like if we to go to the range, whenever you know, if that day would ever come, like I don't really have to baby. I want to see what you actually made of. Yeah. Because when she showed me this picture of this uh of this shotgun that she had, like I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I, I was like. 
okay, I'm, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised at this. So, man, so I'm not going to sit there and just sit there and say, talk like black women are defenseless and like damsels in distress when it comes to this stuff because, man, it's some, it's, I, 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 I've seen and I know some black women who shoot better than men. Yeah, I know, right? I, I mean, know. shoot better. Their knowledge of guns are, you know, way out there and way, you know, is more expensive expansive and broad broader than mine i know right? so man i ain't that's a turn on for me for real bro me and you both <laughs> me and you both i uh, so when I see my wife at the range man i'm like man <laughs> time to go <laughs> sh- sh- i heard that man oh, i heard man. that but but yeah it's um man we didn't we've been you know i think we didn't more or less than then uh, hit just about everything that we was talking about and I'm going to ask Roger probably one more question and we're going to get up out of here like I know you mentioned like when it comes to home defense and you know like concealed care and things like that what is well without giving too much away because I I know you you know from some of the stuff I've seen with you you're barely scratching the surface but with you what is some of your takeaways from uh uh Take, uh, not takeaways what are some of uh, some of uh, like setups that you have that you would recommend for like home defense or concealed carry um uh of course my perfect setup uh, for concealed carry like i said earlier would be a glock 19 or a glock 26 all day long uh for a home defense every, everybody home defense need to have a shotgun a rifle a shotgun some type of semi-auto rifle and a um and a pistol you know, so that's not that's a typical uh, home defense self home defense. I uh, still carry. Uh, actually, my move day the gun I carry because the dude that happened in, you know, actually in Colorado, your former home state. Oh God, uh, I actually start carrying a three eighty in, in, in my back pocket. I actually have a wallet that I can that that is really a a holster, but it's a wallet. Yeah, I can fit my a small three eighty into. So I mean. You have great options out nowadays. I mean, the the gun world is being so technical with everything they coming out with these days, man. Like you can't go wrong with nothing these days, man. But that's my perfect uh, home defense right now. I got you. And with me, and we're gonna close out. You know, um, with me, I have. You know, I've. I was about to say I've used uh, the M and P shield. I've I've had a forty and a forty five in that. Mm-hmm. But you know the nine millimeter or three eighty would you know the, I think that the shield three eighty is the bodyguard or something. Yeah, like the that. bodyguard it is. It is. Yeah. So I would say you know for me those are perfect because you know in a in a defense situation I I don't necessarily would I don't think I would need a full fourteen rounds because um, yeah those uh, shields the uh, longer magazines they hold uh, seven plus one I want to say yeah I and think the small so. ones uh-huh. hold six plus one so yeah you know that for me that's like an ideal concealed carry and then at home I have a um, pump action 12 gauge yeah uh, you know short barrel yeah so you know if, you know in a home defense situation where you know you can maneuver around it's not like one of those hunting you know one of the hunting you know squirrel hunter you dove hunting shotguns and um, I, I was about to say it. I think I probably will invest in like some, you know, for us being black men. Uh-huh. I've learned. I, I I really do think I'm gonna invest in some beanbag rounds. You know, put a yeah. couple up in there uh-huh. at least. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I like the fact that Roger mentioned uh, having you know like a bare bones AR-15. 
you know, no thrills, no frills for, you know, for, for home defense. Mm-hmm. Something that's reliable, you know, once you, you know, get comfortable with it, you know, and, you know, that's that's about it. So if you have to pick something off from a distance or whatnot, man, yeah. it's, it's fairly reliable. And with me mm-hmm. being ex-military, I'm, that that platform is very familiar for me. So, yeah. you know, I got two ARs, so I, I would probably, I could, you know, if need be, I can probably convert that. M&P uh, M&P 15 sport into that um, you know mm-hmm. that, that that home defense one yeah and that's about it and um, and we'll I was about to say we'll have a, a video on IGTV uploaded on both of our Instagrams uh, sometime it might come out right around the time this podcast whenever it's out like some of the things that we're talking about you'll see some of the techniques that we used up in there because we didn't I was about to say, if we'd have went into that, we'd probably be here for another hour. <laughs> um, you can go there and, and oh, watch some man. of those, and then you can ask us questions questions about those. And then I'm gonna let Roger plug his uh, plug his podcast one more time and plug his social medias, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, not right now. I ain't gonna push that right now because uh, we we kind of slowed down a little bit. But uh, anyway, it's always gonna be a friendship divided podcast. Uh, like like I said, you can always catch it on Apple Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. And um, also, I'm on uh, Instagram. My handle right now is H uh, underscore HC36. Uh, that's, of course, if anybody know what that means, that's Hell County. I tag number 36. And also, uh, I don't know if I mentioned the Derek or not, but I'm just going to put out there right now. Um, since we're speaking on first time gone on us, I'm going to end my part like this and keep it simple. Um, it's important, it's super important. For us to arm ourselves with something to protect ourselves, if, even if it's just a base, even if it's just as simple as a baseball bat, get you something to protect you and yours, man. You know, as a man, you know what I'm saying. Not, and, you know, get something to protect your your family. As a, a single parent, a mother, get something to protect you and your you and your you and your kids, man. Because ain't nobody gonna do it. You know what I'm saying. You, you call nine one one, ain't the answer no more. You know what I'm saying? When you look at what happened with Beyonce Taylor, you know what I'm saying? The police came to her house and killed her. You know what I'm saying? Even if they wasn't trying to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The police came to her house and killed her. You know what I'm saying? So you look at situations like that, man. And uh, also, uh, what I got scheming up right now is I started on last year, and I'm trying to get the time to push it with everybody. But I'm starting a uh, a gun club. Uh, the Robert F. Williams Gun Club It was established on last year If everybody know who Robert F. Williams is Look him up uh, He's from Monroe, North Carolina He's one of, one of the pioneers In the black community When it comes to uh, the Second Amendment You know what I'm saying So I got a gun club You know what I'm saying That I'm trying to push You know what I'm saying If you're black and proud you a part of the gun club You know what I'm saying And you know That's it for me I'm out y'all Alright I'm going I'm to definitely look into to that And then you just heard Roger and this D Frank man. This us uh, giving you this daily reminder, especially since we need it now, to remember to just sit back, take a deep breath, and remember to take everything one day at a time. And we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>